Hi, I'm your host, Michael Gilbo, here to let you know about a new and innovative theater major, the BA in Theater and Business Arts at the University of Providence. Get the education and experience you need as a theater artist and the business acumen to succeed in your career. Visit broadwaybullet.com and stay tuned to the end of the program for more info. Now, enjoy the show. Center, it sounds very huge and elevated, and that's what it feels like. Like once you're working there, because rent is about much more than just friendship, love, and musical theater. It was about something that shook musical theater. People are becoming more and more comfortable with, you know, issue of people being different. I mean, we do it all. I mean, you know, we don't we don't back away from anything. This is the bonus episode to Volume 129 for September 20th, 2007. I'm your host, Michael Gilbo. There's a lot of stuff happening at Nymph. I've been interviewing a lot of shows, and there's a couple things I just couldn't hold on to because uh, they open before the next show airs. So I wanted to squeeze in these shows. You got three more great interviews, and you're going to hear songs from all of these shows. We've got Like Love, Die Hard the Puppet Musical, and Going Down Swinging. So uh, we're going to have some fun and... Glad you checked out this bonus episode. On the boards. I believe a lot of our listeners should be familiar with the term friends with benefits, but uh, I think a musical here is discussing what if you take out friends out of the equation and just keep the benefits. The musical Like Love is premiering at the New York Musical Theater Festival. Well, it might not be premiering. It's been a while in development, but it's up in full, and we have got the composer and book and lyricist here with us. How are you guys doing? Hi. Hi. You want to introduce yourselves, so we connect the voices with the names. I'm Lewis Flynn. I wrote the music. Barry J. Kaplan. I wrote the book and lyrics. Okay, we're going to start off with a very basic question, and that is, what is Like Love about? Well, it's basically about a man and woman who meet, have sex, and the sex is great. And they have no interest in each other in any other way, and they figure they know what's going to happen if they start to date. So they decide, since the sex was so great, that they'll just meet for sex. No names, no past histories, no information, no what do you do. And uh, that proceeds to happen. And they meet in a hotel room in the afternoons. The third character in the play is the personification of love. And it's her goal to get them together in a loving relationship. And so she manipulates them. She's invisible to them. She appears uh, as a friend of his. She appears as a friend of hers. And in subtle and not so subtle ways, she she gets them together at the end. Or, <laughs> almo- yes. or almost together. So it ends at the beginning of uh, Yeah. <laughs> now, I understand this has got quite a long history behind it. Yes. Last century. <laughs> Um, we Barry and I met at New Dramatist back a while ago, um, and when Barry was a resident playwright, and they had a composer librettist workshop, and we were both in it working on different projects, and then we met and got together, and Barry had a, an existing play, a two-character play, which followed this plot line, and we decided let's try to turn it into a musical, something that could be producible with a small cast, and that's when we started, and we wrote it, and then pretty much right off the bat, we got that Drama League New Works Award, which funded the first 
um, reading, I guess, workshop, at, which we did at New Dramatists. And then from that, we a British director came on board, um, and we were going <laughs> to... It was all set to open in the West End. Well, first it was going to open at the Chichester Festival Theater, which is uh, uh, outside of London. Uh, And then uh, this British director had even larger ideas, and it was going to open in the West End. Mm -hmm. And uh, his the British producer came over, and we we all had drinks at the uh, at the Royalton Hotel, I think, and it was very sophisticated. We just thought we were made, and Mm -hmm. we're going to open in London, and. And the, the, uh, this producer-director team had a, a major musical opening in the West End, and Lewis went over to see mm-hmm. it, and it was a, um, a disaster. And the producer lost 10 million pounds on that musical. So that, that, that was the end of the, the British production. Right. Then the drama department became interested in it, and um, we did a... A workshop um, and developed it, yeah. the drama department. And and then the drama department sort of lost its home. So, uh, But luckily, at this uh, workshop that they did, there was another producer there. And uh, she wanted to meet us. And uh, she brought along another gentleman. And he became the producer. His name is Dennis Grimaldi. And this other woman stepped out of it. And so he became the producer. He was very enthusiastic. And he was going to do it in London. (laughs) And he had a producer friend in Islington at a very cool pub theater called the King's Head. And the negotiations went on for almost a year. And the man died. (laughs) The British producer died. Very sad, yeah. So... uh, we then weren't going to do it in London. So, and then, um, and then you know, it's Chicago, Chicago, and then. But anyway, we're pleased that it's finally getting it's fi- done. <laughs> yeah, the trials and tribulations finally. of getting a musical mounted, and the thing uh, is, this yes. really isn't that unusual of a story overall. No, when we started to write a musical, somebody told—I had never written one before—and somebody told us it'll take you ten years to get this on. And I thought, yeah, for dopes, but it just turns out to be so. It's just. It's, it's come so far. Every reading, we learn something yeah. new. And some of the pieces out of the score, it's not a long piece. It's only 75 minutes. Um, our origin from the first in 10 years ago, yeah. and then every time we sort of pick it up every two years, we add some more. So it's really a, had its uh, musical journey. All right. Well, why don't we take a listen to one of the songs from Great. the demo? Do you want to set up this first song? Sure, this first song is Hello, Goodbye, and it's uh, being sung here by Tracy Toms, who did a reading back in the day, one of them, um, and she's gone on to work with me on a lot of things, and she's great, and um, came in and sang the demo for this. And the character, She, um, this song comes when she is deciding to end the arrangement. It's no mystery what I'm doing. It seems clear this part I know. It's familiar, sure, I've been there. This is when I start to. It's my history, my undoing But I hold tight to what I 
I understand you're doing the music for a new TV show right now. Yes, it's uh, quite a different thing. Power of Ten on uh, CBS with Drew Carey. And uh, that's it. It's was lucky to get it. I've done a lot of commercials and you know over time. And uh, But I did the music for Little Dog Laughed last year and on Broadway. And the producer, Michael Davies, who was also the producer of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, was, happened to come see it. And had his teenage daughters with him and he didn't know what the subject matter was and it's really not a show appropriate for young teenage daughters to see, I don't think. So he said he spent the whole time sort of covering their eyes and just listening to the music and liked it and uh, called me from the playbill. And uh, there we go. go. And uh, (laughs) and, um, Barry, yes, also, we're, we'll, well, I'm actually going to invite you back and talk about this so we won't spend too much time on it, but I also understand you just uh, released a new book. Yes, it's called Actors at Work. Um, I should add immediately that I wrote it with Rosemary Tischler. Um, and it's basically a, um, an interview book uh, in which we spoke to 14 
um, major American actors about how they work. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to bring okay. you on right after here, Nymph, and chat okay. a little bit more about that. And I know the show right now, this Nymph production, is featuring Danielle Furland, who is the mm -hmm. original Red Riding Hood. Yeah, she's great. Into the woods. Who else is in the show? Um, we have Emily Swallow and John Patrick Walker, both who had luckily worked together uh, in High Fidelity because the he and she roles, they you know, have to be pretty intimate in this piece. <laughs> so it's good that they really knew each other and get along. And they, it's not a traditional musical and that musically um, it's more of, I guess, for rock voices, but it's very free and requires a lot of vocal ease with, uh, you know, making it your own. And they both, uh, all of three of them are very adept at putting their own stamp on the material. I, always, I found when I uh, started to write musicals that when we, I auditioned people, the thing that I, I disliked the most was when the actor had a certain voice when they spoke and then went into another voice when they sang. And this musical in particular is very character-oriented. There aren't big numbers. And so it was very important that the actors sing with the same voice that they speak in. And these three really do that so well it, that the, mu the, the music just comes out of the scene and it flows very naturally. So that was a big kick. Yeah. Let's get another example of that. Do you want to set up the next song we're going to play here from your demo? Sure. The next song uh, actually articulates that really well. It's uh, How Will I Know, and this is sort of the partner song to Hello, Goodbye, but the character he is singing it. And on this version, it's Mano Felciano, who also um, we were lucky he did a couple of readings for us. Um, and this comes about at the same time in the show as the first song when he is just starting to think that maybe there is something more to this relationship that's sex and maybe now is the time to make to do something about it and also you'll hear love singing as well um, sort of in the background that's who the, the woman the problem is I don't know what the hell I'm doing the thing is I feel good with her you know and I guess I think if I walk out Maybe I'm not gonna feel that way again I mean she looks at me And I'm just trying to live up to what she thinks I am And then I'm stuck with
there a time in the life of a man when obstacles just disappear? Where is that place? Is it near? Is it far? When does his moment come clear? And how does he get through the day? Maybe you can't deny. Maybe you have to care. Count from one to ten. If not then, then when? Maybe you have to try. Maybe you have to dare. What else can you do if not hurt? That moment just knowing yourself And how far the distance to row And who will he find when he reaches the shore And can he just go with the flow Or will he be carried away So after 10 years, Like Love is finally getting its New York premiere at the New York Musical Theater Festival. Now, the show opens on the 20th of September, and when does it go to? Thursday, uh, 8 p.m., and the last performance is... October 3rd. October 3rd. Yeah, you can find the specific dates at Mm -hmm. nymph.org. What theater is this one playing at? The TBG Theater, 312 West 36th Street. Is that right? Yes. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Louis Flynn and Barry J. Kaplan, I thank you so much for coming on and talking about the show, and I wish you the best of luck with Like Love, and uh, hope to be talking to you soon. Thank Thank you. you. On the boards. Everybody's been expecting it for years. People are screaming, when is this property going to be turned into a musical? It screams for it. It definitely screams. We've got Die Hard, the puppet musical, taking place at Nymph. And we've got John Ardolino. That's correct. Uh, in the book lyrics, and he's also one of the performers. And Sarah Hirsch. Hello. Who's uh, playing Holly McLean. That's right. In That's right. Die Hard, the puppet musical. Woo-hoo. So uh, I guess the, I don't know if we have to ask what it's about. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, it's a parody on Die Hard, the uh, the. The movie itself. The original. The original. Uh, and basically, it's just John McClane running around whacking out terrorists and trying to save his sock puppet wife. And all characters are portrayed by puppets of all sorts, except for John McClane, which is played by John Arlino. That's right. <laughs> so, yes. like, is this puppeteering a la, like, Avenue Q or puppeteering behind, like, a 
curtain scrim. We do bo- <laughs> both, actually. We have hand puppets and... Shadow puppets, Bunraku style. Yep, everything. Hand and rod, sock puppets, all sorts. What's, what's Bunraku? Bunraku is like a type of puppets where different people are... Like, one person's manipulating the legs and maybe the arm, and one person's doing the mouth and, the, and holding the, chet, the torso up. So it's kind of... Um, it's like an all-hands-on-deck sort of puppet. <laughs> In this case, it's actually uh, two-thirds Bunraku because it's only a head and someone's hands, but it looks really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest question that has to be begs to be asked is, how did you get the rights to do this? Um, we, well, it's because it's strictly parody that we're able to do it. Um, we, when we first started out, we, we just were <laughs> kind of copying the, the, sh- the movie itself, and then we realized that's not a good idea. <laughs> so we just started writing our own things and just just parodied the whole the whole and movie. And we developed a few well we you did, John. Uh oh, de- did developed a new a few new characters and and a few of, you know liberties with the storyline of our own to just, you know, make it a little bit more comical and and campy and whatnot. So. Yeah. There's some characters in there that you've never seen before but that you'll you'll, you'll just love. love. <laughs> Well, uh, before we continue, let's play one of the songs from your demo from this. Great. Uh, you want to set up the first song here we're going to play? Sure. It's, uh, this is the scene when uh, Hans Gruber realizes that uh, John McClane has bare feet and they need to shoot the glass to take John McClane down. Right. So it's called Shoot the Glass. <laughs> if you want to stop McClane, Carl, all you need to do is ask. I have a plan to cause him pain and stop him in his tracks. He is so hard to shoot when he is running around the room so fast. Bare feet are his Achilles heel. So all you need to do is shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. Carl, please, just shoot the I can't hear a word you say. I hate it when you talk so fast. I'm going deaf from Uzi spray and blind from mustard gas. I'm little bit distracted because he's trying to kill us. May I ask you to repeat yourself a little louder? Carl, shut up. Just shoot the glass. What? Shoot the glass. What? Shoot the glass. Carl, please, just shoot the glass, you little nitwit. We are running out of ammo fast. We have an opportunity here, but it will not last. Look a little closer. You will see he's kicking both our ass with feet that have no socks or shoes. So all you need to do is shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. Carl, please, just shoot the Oh, I think I get it now. At first I thought you had bad gas. Then I was convinced that you were saying I had cute ass. Now I finally comprehend the best way for me to avenge my brother's death and all my friends and bring this to an end is shoot the glass. Yes, shoot the glass. Just shoot the glass. Yes, shoot the glass. I'll shoot the glass. Well, at last, let's shoot this fucking glass. Now, puppeteering is a kind of complex thing on its own. You know, you have to 
the actor has to prepare their own expressions going on and get the movements tight with the puppeteering. Has that been like a challenge in a very quick time frame of rehearsals? Well, Why don't you take that one? I yeah. think that in our in our the, the core group of people who kind of started working on this, uh, or the people who who are involved originally, are all pup, you know pup, have puppeteering experience or, or are puppeteers mostly uh, and musicians and whatnot. And so the people in the in the original cast, uh, the, the in the very beginning, have a lot of puppetry experience. So it hasn't really been a problem. I would say it's been a little bit more of a struggle in the 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 casting that we had to do more recently, where we had a casting call out and backstage and. You know, a lot of people apply and just think it doesn't matter if you can't puppeteer. And right, and you can just tell the difference. People who come in and totally act and your hand, you don't even see it with the puppet on it. They're just Because if someone's just focusing on puppeteering, they really can't focus on what they're doing. And they're, they're just not going to be there in the moment. And it's a little bit got of an, an improv energy, the whole piece. It's like a, a long-form sketch with, you know, really fun songs. And yeah. the, the pacing is really fun and, and up. And you, you can't slow that down and sort of be like, wait a minute, I can't handle this rod in my other hand. You know, it gets a little tricky. Yeah, you can tell the difference between someone who can puppeteer and someone who can't. It's it's huge. The, the puppet comes to life with someone who knows what they're doing. The number of times I've been told that uh, you know they couldn't handle the rod with the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a dime. Uh, that's the best part about being in a puppet musical. The puppet gags. <laughs> oh, put your hand up here. <laughs> the entrance is... Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, we got another song here from the demo. Uh, what is this one? Why don't you set this one up, Sarah? Well, this is uh, when John McClane is uh, on a, another floor of uh, the Nakatomi Corporation, Nakatomi Plaza, yeah. and uh, and Holly is downstairs, and she's uh, she they've been separated for six months about, and they they barely got to say hello, and then they were the whole building was taken over by terrorists, so they're singing uh, apart from each other, but it's a duet uh, still being apart. <laughs> so yeah, they're singing about their love. <laughs> and this is called. Yippee Kaye, oh John. Okay. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yippee Kaye, you SOB. The buildings all a flutter. It's teeming with police. No, it's not a Merry Christmas. Just like Cheech and Chong 
Some of those words, you got to be happy we're on the internet, huh? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Not going to be getting play on Disney radio anytime <laughs> Not anytime soon. No. Don't expect it to ever either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, now, when this show opens on 922, mm-hmm. September 22nd. That's right. And uh, runs all the way to the next day. <laughs> yeah. The 23rd. Well, but we got three shows in there. That's it's right. Two days, but three shows. <laughs> <laughs> and um, which theater is this taking place at? The 45th Street Theater? The 45th Street Theater. Yeah. Yes. Conviction. Yes. Yes. And if anybody gets trapped in, are there guns to help get out? Yeah, there's some toy guns. Uh, Maybe they can, you know, fake their way out. Absolutely. (laughs) And besides the Nymph website, which people can always go to for tickets and more information in the Times, there's uh, www.diehardthepuppetmusical.com. That's right. Check us out. Has the traffic closed your servers down? (laughs) Everybody Uh, typing in. I mean, they've been waiting, right? Yeah, it's insane. For years, we get a lot of hits. People have been waiting for this for years. (laughs) I tell you, there's a lot of diehard fans out there. The the reactions we've been getting have (laughs) been just so amazing because you feel like we're excited about it and they're excited about it from the minute the the lights go up. So. It's a lot of people saying, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And they're a little nervous at first because, you know, we are touching something pretty. uh, Yeah. You're touching puppets. Yeah, that's right. We're touching puppets and something that's dear to those diehard people. And uh, James and I, we started this. We are big diehard fans, so we would never let any diehard fans down. I just want to say that for the record. So what was the best diehard The first one. Oh, absolutely. What was the second best diehard? The last one, I think. I liked it. Yeah. I agree. Then All right. two, then three. Yeah. <laughs> really? You thought then two? Uh, yeah. I thought two blue. But you did? Yeah. Go back to it. <laughs> Look at it again. After you see Die Hard the Puppet Musical, go back to it with a fresh eye and be prepared for it. <laughs> All right. John Ardolino and Sarah Hirsch, thanks so much for coming on and talking about Die Hard the Puppet Musical. And i got to say, have fun. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. He meets her. He likes her. She likes him. They meet regularly for great sex. Then love enters the picture. Things get complicated. Like Love, an intimate new musical. Book and lyrics by Barry J. Kaplan. Music by Louis Flynn. Winner of the Drama League New Works Award. Beginning September 20th at the TBG Theater, 312 West 36th Street. Be a part of the New York Music Theater Festival. For tickets, call 212-352-3101 or visit nymf.org. Like Love, being hailed as the best 75 minutes in theater. Call 212-352-3101 now. All his life, Ari Hoffman has dreamed of being the welterweight boxing champion of the world. Cutman, a boxing musical. Presented by the New York Musical Theater Festival in Banner, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, Cutman chronicles the story of a young Jewish boxer's rise to stardom. But when his faith is tested, Ari Hoffman must choose between his ambitions and his religion. With an inspired original score by Drew Brody, written and directed by Jared Michael Casalia. Oh, 
be the first to see the makings of a new musical. Cutman, a boxing musical. October 4th and 6th at the TBG Theater. Get in the ring at cutmanthemusical.com. For tickets, go to nymph.org. That's nymf.org. On sale September 1st. On the boards. Swing era music, 50s radio. How could this possibly be turned into a musical? Well, Going Down Swinging is going to show us how at the New York Musical Theater Festival. And we have got a bunch of the people involved in the show here. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. Thank you. Everybody want to introduce themselves and say what they're doing with the show so we can connect the voices with the names? I'm Beth Morrison, the producer, one of the producers. I'm Peter Hilliard. I'm the composer. I'm James Stovall. I'm actor, one of the roles. All right, so the first big question everybody gets asked, what is Going Down Swinging about? Uh, going Down Swinging is about a... I thought it was baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it was going to be the Joe well, Maggio funny, story. When Boxing we were choosing or... the name, actually, we went through all of, yeah. the, all of the scenarios. What could this be? And I'm glad you thought baseball and not something else. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, white, the, white the going down yeah. part. Right? The going down. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's about a... Uh, a I'm going to mark that down and sell it as a porn title. That's right. It's a 1956 radio show hosted by Dean Newhouse, who is a caddish sort of cross between, I guess, Frank Sinatra and Jack Benny. And his show has not yet made the move to television. And uh, he has alienated his entire cast. And so in the first act, we see a rehearsal for his show. And in the second act, we see uh, a performance. And I don't want to give all the secrets away, but um, it's, it's, uh, it's his show and, and, uh, and his downfall, I suppose you might say. So what's your role in this, James? Uh, I play w- Willie Walker, William Walker, who's his sidekick with the radio show. We've been partners for years, like Williams and Walker. Um, and it's kind of neat. It's probably where my name came from, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, very much, uh, it's wonderful. A, a lot of the slapstick and shtick that he's created on on air on the radio um i've been kind of the fall guy for the jokes but also i i sense that willie was probably a jazz musician or so before you know he got picked up by dean and so i bring a lot of music and a lot of singing to the show to our radio hour which is kind of neat you know Uh, i was saying today at another press conference we had that i love it because it taps the mix, cultural mix that music reflects in America. You know, you listen to Benny Goodman and he could be a black man, you know, or, or you listen to Ella Fitzgerald and she could be any color, you know. There's such a wonderful exchange culturally that comes through our music and we don't celebrate that enough and this show does, you know. Many styles are there. I love my character. My character also tries to embark on TV a la Nat King Cole. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so those themes are there. You know, there's some, it deals with some racial issues. But amidst it, it's great comedy, great music, but also very real. Very real. So it's, it's a great experience. All right, before we go further, why don't we check out one of the demos from this show? And uh, <laughs> Peter, I understand that this is you and your wife singing. Well, this is actually me singing. I, oh, I, okay. We, but one. yeah, the second one's my wife. But yeah, <laughs> I make these I make these tracks because my my uh, librettist he lives in Chicago and I live in Philadelphia. And so when I finish a song, I frequently email it to him. So I have to make these mock-up tracks uh, so that he knows what I'm up to. And this is uh, "Let's Have a Swingin' Party," which is Dean's 
one of Dean's uh, big songs, right at the end of the first act, basically, where he, this is sort of manifesto for him. All right, let's take a listen. Let's have a swinging party. Let's pop the good champagne. Empty a glass, we're having a gasser. Clear up the tracks if you win on the train. Let's have an all-out blowout. Let's bop the night away. Steady the coast till the rooster's are horse. When revelry calls, pal, I gotta obey. Grab yourself a girl or two. I'll grab three or four. When that music hits their ears, we'll have laughing and dancing and kissing the Lord. <laughs> Let's have a real nice clap bake. Don't stop till the cops bust in. This scale will wail till they toss us in jail. If living's a crime, then I'm guilty of sin. Tell them, ladies, don't be shy. Don't put up a fight. When that vino goes to their heads, we'll be making like old Valentino all night. She'll respond and she just might bring a friend You know a redhead too who'll go nuts for you And she'll send this shindig round the bend And who can forget that co-ed I met with the high rep pedigree She's a sweet brunette with a silhouette Make you break a sweat, I guarantee Man, I hope she's free Come dig a real big clam bake Don't stop till the cops bust in This gala will wail till they toss us in jail If living's a crime, man, I'm guilty of sin Tell them ladies, don't be shy don't put up a fight When that booze gets into their heads We'll be making like old Valentino We'll be drowning in women and vino We'll be having a swinging party Oh no! And Beth, I understand you've been involved as a producer on the show very early on. Very early on, um... In the commissioning stage of it, I had the wonderful experience of working with Peter and the librettist and book writer Matt on another piece in the 2005 New York Music Theater Festival that was an opera called Don Imbroglio. And Matt and Peter have, up to this point, written exclusively comic opera, and it has been a joy to work with them um, on their opera, Don Imbroglio, and hopefully many, many others in the future. I am also primarily interested in producing new opera, but also other music theater projects. And so these guys are opera guys, I'm an opera gal, and after we finished Don Imbroglio, we started thinking, Okay, well, I let's do something else. What do you guys have, um, you know, what do you have in, in your minds that you think you might want to do that, you know, sort of just an idea? And this was Peter's idea um, that was actually called the Don Giovanni Radio Hour um, initially and is now our subtitle. Um, and uh, they were sort of talking about it. I was talking with Matt. I'm like, well, I'm really kind of interested in this Don Giovanni Radio Hour thing that you guys are talking about. And Matt was... Not particularly sold. He's like, oh, I don't know about that one. I'm like, no, I really think this could be something. Let's let's talk about this. And it kind of went from there. And that was, I think, a year ago. Yeah. Um, just about a year ago this time. And um, nothing really happened for a few months. And then we started talking a, l- a little bit more earnestly about it. And I said, you know, I, I, I want to submit this um, to the New York Music Theater Festival. And they basically started writing this in... February? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So we did an equity reading of it in May, um, and so, you know, it was literally like the ink was drying as um, we started the reading in May, and um, that's been the genesis of it. 
All right, let's check out one more song from the project. Uh, you want to set this one up? Sure. This is uh, this is a torch song. Uh, it's called "Been Done Wrong." This is my wife, Allison Hilliard, singing. Um, and I guess that's all you need to know. All right. I've shed seas of teardrops. I've sobbed all night long. Shout until my voice went. Cause you know. So second time in the New York Musical Theater Festival. Do you feel more prepared this time around, or is it still crazy? It's always crazy <laughs> at the New York Musical Theater Festival, but uh, but it's always an awesome experience. And uh, and the the talent that we have in this cast is incredible. Uh, the staff that we put together is really great, and um, it's really fun to be doing all these. There's these great segments with some noir, some funny uh, old juvenile comedy from the fifties. So a uh, so, oh, great old soap opera, and um, there uh, I can't go down the list of all these actors, but uh, these they're tremendous, and uh, it's just been a real hoot, real pleasure, and uh, I'm sure the audiences will think so too. Matt Barese, can't say his name enough. Matt Barese, my librettist, has written a really hysterically funny book that's also very knowing and smart, and. Uh, so uh, we, um, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be great. It's one of the things that I think is so great about Matt's writing, actually, is that 
it's always witty and always funny, but it's also really smart. Mm. Um, and the research that both Matt and Peter do into any anything that they write is so deep, and um, they just devour the time period and the style and all the players that were part of that time, and then it comes out to be this incredible representation of that time period and the style while being incredibly funny. Um, and I think it's important to um, just say again that this piece, the source material for this piece is Don Giovanni. And if you come to the piece and as an audience member and you know the opera, the little things that run throughout that are Don Giovanni are so funny and it, it lands on a whole other level. You don't need to know it. it. It works and is completely successful as a musical but if you actually know the opera and you come to it, you'll see. I mean, even today I was Peter was sharing some um, things with me that, and I produced Don Giovanni last year so I should know everything about all of the in-jokes but I don't and Peter was saying, oh yeah, this the jingle for, um, which one was it? For Pride of Prague Premium Wieners. Yeah, is which the, is one is, of the jingles. Uh, Mozart's Prague thirty Prague Symphony number thirty-eight. Yeah, so, and yeah. you know things like that that run through that are really smart. <laughs> which is kind of neat. I mean, yeah. even the numbers you play for your audience. How do you get? How do you relate that to opera? You know what I'm saying? You're listening to the swing and the jazz, and I think that is that's so intelligent when writers and composers can do that and cross those references. But the audience, unless they know the yeah. medium, they never know. You know, because it is it's just hysterical and it's funny and it relates to the fifties. But with that kind of base, there's a story there. And, you know, I've been privileged to do a lot of new theater. You know, even the stuff I've done on Broadway, I've been original cast for new shows. And that's so exciting because the industry is not filled with witty material right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it seems like there's a lot of dumbing down that's going on in our industry. So when there's material that makes you think or that opera buffs will get. You know, they find these motifs all through the numbers. I think that's brilliant. It's really it's for, exciting to work on. For the opera fans out there, the first number was Finca Dalvino, and the <laughs> second one was uh, Orsaiki Lenore. So have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, going down swinging can be caught uh, starting September 21st, uh, September 24th, and it runs through October 6th. And what theater is this one playing at? It's at the TBG Theater, which is 312 West 36th Street. Right. You can find the specific dates and times at nymph.org or, I'm assuming, at goingdownswing.com. Absolutely. <laughs> you can hear, hear all about our amazing cast and uh, hear some sam other samples of the show, song samples, on goingdownswing.com. All right. Well, Peter Hilliard, Beth Morrison, and James Stovall, thank you so much for coming in and talking about Going Down Swinging, and I wish you the best of luck in Nymph. Thank, thank you. you. Our thank pleasure. you. Thank you very much. Curtain Call. Well, thanks for joining us for this special bonus episode attached to Volume 129 for September 20th. A uh, lot of NIMF coverage. We got th uh, three more episodes coming up packed with NIMF shows. So, yeah, you're getting your musical groove on, that's for sure. I, thanks so <laughs> I thank you so much for joining me. I uh, look forward to hearing from you. If you've got any comments, you can always email me at info at broadwaybullet.com. And we're going to be back next week. Until then, I'm your host, Michael Gilbo, and thanks for hopping aboard the Broadway Bullet. Well, I wouldn't want it to be too perfect every night. It is live, after all. If I see one more Christmas carol regionally, that Dickens has made enough money and beyond. Many minutes trying to sell myself. It's no shame.
about our brand new theater and business arts major. I know what most theater programs are like, and I've talked to thousands of artists. All of this told me that a new style of theater major was needed. Theater majors can get a pretty good arts education just about anywhere, but most programs do very little to prepare actors, directors, playwrights, technicians, producers, etc. to manage their careers. When you go into the arts, you are your own business, and you need to manage that, to strategically plan for your career to grow. If you've listened to many of these interviews, you know you need to be self-starters to create your own opportunities. I'm going to make sure you are ready for that world. You'll get a ton of opportunities as an undergraduate. Actors will act, even as freshmen. Designers will design shows right away. Playwrights will see their shows mounted. Directors will direct. Producers will handle shows from inception to execution. Outstanding guest artists will conduct workshops, and outstanding students will even work on this podcast and travel to New York with me for interview weeks. And, if that isn't enough, we've got an amazing program that will pay all or part of your student loan payments, even private loans, if you are earning less than $40,000 six months after graduation. That is an invaluable option that lets you pursue your passion in theater with less financial pressure. If interested, and I hope you are, Go to broadwaybullet.com. I'd love to help you launch your career.